Hey everybody, welcome to Respawn Name Fire, the Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast from Raffle Idiots. I'm going to your host, Adam, the most boss baby Gumbert. And today we have with me, Chad, he likes a French aioli, Michael Linus. I do not like a French aioli. Anything mayonnaise-based can get out of my mouth. Ooh, get it out of your mouth like a 360. And I also yep. have with me, <laughs> Alex, he's been to Europe and saw advertisements for Elemental, Cozina. I am shocked shocked that anybody would not love the just sweet moist cream that is mayonnaise aka aioli depending on who you ask because they're both one in the same chad how could you be like this okay how? excuse me first of all i have a refined palate the Ooh. last three nights i've woken up and it felt like i had burned my tongue but i know i hadn't eaten anything hot so therefore mm -hmm. <laughs> my tongue is more advanced than everyone else's acid reflux what sounds like to me <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. I have a thing to ask you. Not ask you. We were talking about food. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv, Afterlady, at Sunday evenings at 8.30, YouTube podcast services at 9 a.m. A uh, little programming note. We're going to have this podcast yes. that you're listening to now come out on Tuesday. But then yes. we're also going to be reacting to Opening Night Live Tuesday evening. So I think that goes in place of next week's podcast, but it might Correct. go up earlier. So whatever. We'll double up. Uh, so I'm in a secret Discord that Chad's not allowed in, right? Right. Right. And we were talking about I don't, food. I don't mind at all. I think he hates it. Um, how, okay, let's see. How do you feel about people whenever you order something Generally, in a restaurant? They're done. Yeah, they're awful. If you're at a mm -hmm. restaurant and you want to order mm -hmm. a food and you're like, well, I want it this very specific way. And the chef is like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Is the customer right? Example is someone was talking about there's a dish that has poached eggs in it. Okay. Uh -huh. And like that is what the dish is. It's like... It's whatever, whatever with this with a poached egg. Like poached egg is part of the entire experience, and the person's like, "I don't like poached eggs. Give me scrambled." What's well, like? Well, then you're not ordering. That's like if I ordered a hamburger and said I can't have beef. I'm like, exactly. well, then don't order a hamburger. Order a turkey club. Well, right? You order an omelet yeah, without eggs. I, I would be on the side of the <laughs> restaurant because you also have to consider that that probably messes up like their whole pipeline of how they produce their dishes on like a consistent basis. I, I would not side with the customer in that particular case. I would just tell them to order something else yeah. if I was like with them. I can see if you're like, no bread, please. Fine, whatever. It's a sandwich. I'll take the bread off. You don't have carbs or whatever. Being like, I would like a poached egg with no eggs. I'm like, you can eat my whole ass. Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I just, somebody brought it up in Discord. I'm like, yeah, that sounds annoying if I was next to that person. But again, sir, this is an Applebee's. You need to calm down. Mm -hmm. It's not that serious. Um, Remember that new show, Flash movie? What? Where instead of Applebee's in the in the parallel universe, they had banana bees. <laughs> oh, banana bees? Instead, yeah. I don't even know what an Applebee is. Like, where did that word come from? It's a bee that's born out of an apple. You know how wasps I, are dissolved inside of a fruit and they become dates? It's the same thing, but with bees hmm. and apples. I don't I don't think that's right. Okay, first of all, I, I feel I like I've talked about part, it. But wasps are a critical ingredient in making a date. Mm, that sounds gross. I feel like I've talked about it before on this podcast, but I don't think I've ever eaten at Applebee's. How are wasps involved in the creation... <laughs> Of dates because like, I don't care at Adam all. doesn't believe me. I'm also going to Google where did Applebee's sure get their name. I heard it. On they a impregnate once. If I remember correctly, they impregnate the dates, right? Like they they get in there and they do their thing, and lo and behold, you have a nice fruit, right? Okay, that didn't come up with anything, so I'm going to say wasps and dates. Oh, here we go from bonappetit.com. What do you mean wasps in my figs? Yes. Uh, not dates, figs. Got it. Okay. Um, Come on. Get it together. 
blah, 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 blah. For those of you who have not known about this, a fig is not a fruit. It is an inverted flower. And to be pollinated, it has to attract a fig wasp who crawls inside hmm. and then has its body dissolved and absorbed by the flower. When you eat one, you're eating pureed wasp. Fig oh, Newtons, okay. baby. So the, the flower kills the wasp for us. It doesn't just hang out and then it got a wasp body. Right. Understandable. So Applebee's, by the way, the founder picked the name out of the phone book. He was in looking in the phone book, saw someone named Applebuy, was going to name his restaurant that. It was already trademarked. He changed it to Applebee's. That's the story. Right. Uh, <laughs> we're going to move into our main quest because we're going to talk about video games now. What to expect from opening night live? This is from mm. Andy Robinson at Vajisi. Um, By the way, I know Chad is a fan of Bob's Burgers. Alex, I don't know if they get it up there in Canada. It's they really do, good... but I've not. I'm not watched a whole lot of it to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. You guys don't get like cool shows up there. You guys don't get Bionicle season five or whatever. But no, they get like Rocky this... Bullwinkle. Yeah, all that dumb shit. Uh, there's a, <laughs> I've a seen character. that movie. <laughs> there's a character in Bob's Burger. She's a, a the babysitter that comes by like once a season or whatever. And she says words funny, and it t- and it tickles me every time. She's like, "Why don't you guys sit down and watch some TV?" <laughs> she says TV instead of TV. I think it's really funny. Or she says microwave. Uh, She's in Quebec. Girl. I just remember this in Quebec. Uh, in French, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle is called Rocky Bezore. There's actually like a very famous comedy troupe that call themselves Rocky Bezore that like occasionally gets together for reunions. That sounds is like that a nice pastry dessert. Rogan? No, this is like very like French Quebecois. Seth Rogen is the other coast of Canada, the good coast. Wait, is Seth Rogen Canadian coast. too? Yeah, he is. Yeah, oh, his God. whole crew is Canadian. Yeah, Good for him, proud of him. You know Nathan Fielder's <laughs> Canadian too. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. <clears throat> uh, opening night live. Jeff Keeley, he's also Canadian, uh, has provided an update on his next flagship game show, Gamescom Opening Night Live, which he says will focus less on announcing new projects. And the host and producer said the viewers should expect mostly updates on announced games planned to release over the next 12 months. Here's a quote from the man now. Uh, it's going to be an exciting show with new looks at many announced games, uh, upcoming games like Alan Wake 2 and Black Myth Wukong. This year's ONL is less about announcing brand new projects and more about giving fans updates on some of the biggest games due out over the next year. Uh, opening Night Live is the Game Award producer's regular pre-show presentation from the for the German Gamescom Expo, which uh, last took place which last year took place in Cologne as an in-person event for the first time since 2019. Last year's show ran for over two hours and featured more than 35 games. Uh, I hope it's not that long for us. Can I, for a second, mm-hmm. right now, Go in for my it. brain, okay. Black Myth Wukong. Yeah. In my brain already came out because I am just now realizing that I am mistaking Black Myth Wukong for Wolong Dynasty. For Wolong, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Black Myth Wukong is the Chinese-developed game, right? I believe so. It was I everyone thought, was like, oh, that's next-gen? And it was like, holy shit, that game looks they're crazy. They're both Souls-likes, right? I don't know what Black Myth is. It looks like an action. Black Myth, Black Myth Wukong, Wukong, if I remember, is the one that had a lot of those segments that looked very heavily choreographed and scripted, but still looked pretty decent for what it was. Yeah, it's a Souls like and you're a monkey man. And in Okay, in I don't, I don't Dynasty, know what this you... is. I don't so, know what this is. So it was yeah, it was shown off a long time ago. And I was like, whoa, this looks really cool. And then Wolong Fallen Dynasty came out and I was like, cool. That monkey man Souls like came out. And it looks no, like people like game. it. And then now it turns out are there two monkey man 
I don't think Souls Monkey Likes? Man is in Wo Long. I played Wo Long. I don't remember there being a Monkey Man. Oh my gosh! But it is a Souls. Come on, y'all. Yeah, Come yeah. on. I will say uh, the Monkey Man game looks much better than Wo Long because Wo Long was sort of ugly. Uh, came out this year, by the way. Wo Long did. That's uh, wild. But yeah, cool. You the Black Myth is the one that I think one of the first next gen quote unquote games that we saw. The like, other game that I was thinking of that I was alluding to earlier was Phantom Blade Zero, which is the game that we saw at the PlayStation Showcase, where you're like a samurai and you're hacking and slashing stuff. Was your samurai all game monkey? set? No, that was the game that looked oh, exactly right. like. I'm tired of Souls Give me life of P and then I'm done. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. The reason why I immediately thought of Phantom Blade Zero is because of that game. By all accounts, is not a Souls like. It seems like it's just an action game, which actually kind of interests me a little bit more at this point. Speaking about things that interest us, uh, there it is, Chad. We've got number one. Oh, um, um, <coughs> what? um, what's what's happening? Segment. From what's going on? Segment. And All right, Mountain guys. King, a.k.a. the theme song for Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, a.k.a. Chili Dogs. I, I still don't know what's happening. Segment from Adam, Alex, keep up. Uh, first segment from Adam this week. We're not going to go... Okay, we kind of know what's going on. I want to say we're going to do predictions. Oh, shit. I fucked that up. We're going to do predictions uh, okay. about what we're going to see. Because, again, podcast is going to come out, then we're going to live react. Right, right. What are you hoping to see, and what is a prediction that you see again he said we're not gonna get a lot of new announcements whatever we're basically gonna show this other stuff what do you think is gonna be the cool like oh man this was worth our time doing a podcast for what do you think is gonna be the big moment for you um i'm already i like i'm already gonna be riding high from the destiny look at the final shape thing that they have going on that morning so like it doesn't matter what comes out during this thing i'm gonna be catatonic so mm -hmm. nothing i mean i I asked specifically about Opening Night Live. You went on about Destiny, so I know, it's not well, really the saying, prompt. Nothing in Opening Night Live is going to impress me because I'm already going to be in a coma from how great the Destiny reveal was just two hours before. Mm, but if the question, like, hypothetically, was about Opening Night Live, oh, so in, how in would Opening you Night Live, that? I assume they're going to have some kind of, like, trailer for Destiny the Final Shape, just like, uh, hey, here's what we announced this morning. Boom, boom, boom. Cinematic stuff. The Witness. The Traveler. What's next? Um, so we're gonna see that. Do you think there's a real <laughs> chance of them being like, "Hey, this morning, here's a lot of stuff, but we've got another thing at Opening Night Live, or just there like here's another trailer." There will be more at Opening Night Live. There will be for everyone, for all the normies who don't watch mm -hmm. the developer diary that morning. They're gonna be like, "Hey, here's a three minute trailer, or less, for what we announced this morning." Do you think it will excite either me or Alex? I think Alex will be like, "You know what? Maybe I should go back and try to get that platinum after he sees it." Um, if they announce like an update for the Dead Space remake that like makes that one trophy easier, I would definitely go back for it. And that game, I mean, they've talked about, I don't think they ever mentioned that they were going to do DLC for it, but if they come out with some DLC, like for sure. Uh, other than that, I, I really don't know what to expect out of this. Like, if you were to tell me, hey, I'm an inside leaker and opening night live is gonna have a new trailer for Fortnite where they announce that the Thanksgiving turkey and the Thanksgiving cornucopia are becoming new playable characters in the game, I'd be like, Yeah, for sure. Sounds right. Okay, here's here's the answer. Here's my real answer to your question, Adam. Oh, three I thought things, that was your real answer. Go three ahead. things could make me like go, whoa, this was super worth it. One. Metroid Prime 4 gameplay reveal. 
but, but they're not gonna do that I, I, he asked me what would make me go woo two if we see a trailer for perfect i forgot about balloons too <laughs> if we see a trailer for perfect dark from the initiative oh man three i forgot what the third one was so those are the two <laughs> i like that okay yep. we won't get either of those would that be interesting Yep. Uh, my oh, prediction. No, I know what it was. I know what it was. No. I know what it was. Ready at dawn, if they show us whatever's next Ooh. in the Order eighteen eighty six franchise. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> never. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Alex. I I'm pretty sure that that studio is actually owned by Facebook slash Meta nowadays. So I don't know how that would even work out. AKA they don't exist anymore. Uh, yeah. So for me, I've got two things. Number one, I think Alan Wake is going to show very well. I think we're going to be like a good chunk. Everyone's like, oh, shit, that looks awesome. Again, a lot of people already think it was cool. I think it's going to be like, oh, wow. Alan Wake 2 cannot wait for that. That's going to be really neat. My other prediction is that, and you already said, we're not going to get a lot of new stuff. It's going to be stuff in the next 12 months. I think there will be a one more thing, quote unquote, and they're going to show us a new a trailer, and it's just going to be like an Embracer game. It'll be Deep Silver, Embracer, one of those like mid-level guys. And that'll okay. be the end because we I, don't ever get anything bigger. Than that. I'm not even trying to make a joke out of this, but I'm pretty certain that the 2022 Saints Row game still has one more DLC due for it. There you go. You could. It, it could theoretically show up at this show if anybody cares. Yeah, I think the quote unquote new big thing will be of that level of like the Embracer AA sort of THQ Nordic <laughs> style of thing. Uh, and I'm just guessing that because again, it's all of well, it's stuff we already know is coming out. No, we're gonna get one announcement, yeah, and it'll gonna, be mid-tier. And everyone's a, like, okay, a couple new things, I think. Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, so but can't hey, wait for that. But listen, both of my things, aside from the order, but both of my other things are technically updates to games, not not reveals, but updates to games that we know are being worked on and could possibly come out next year in some dimension. They could, perhaps. You yeah. never know. If you win that, I will give you that six months of your life back. Oh, thank you so much. I've been really thinking, like, God, if only I had six more months of my life, I could accomplish so much more. And yeah. now I might. Precious time, precious time. That's it for me. Is there anything else about Open Night Live? I mean, again, by the time you hear this, we'll be doing live reactions pretty soon afterwards. So, no. There we go. Let's, go ahead and move on. Uh, for, for everyone out there listening, if you are mm -hmm. here, if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning <laughs> and you're like, I have to watch these dudes do this. We are watching Unspoiled on Tuesday evening Eastern Time. I think we said 6.30, but let's commit to like going live at 7. That sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. 7 Eastern Time, Tuesday. And then, of course, that will go up on YouTube and podcast services. And again, Adam already said this, but I'll reiterate it. That is replacing our episode next week. We are not going to have an episode next week. Dope, 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 dope. Yeah. Chad's too busy burying acorns. Is it me? I don't know. No, next weekend's Pokemon Go Fest, so I'll be just like out catching pokes. And I will be in <laughs> Toronto catching Pokemon as well, and also visiting a couple of cool festivals and celebrations and whatnots. Yeah. Fantasy football drafts for this guy. All right, we're going to move on to playtime. Playtime, I'm talking about playtime. Chad, I need to know it because you... Were you singing it earlier when you were singing Japanese? You said it had something to do with what you've been playing. I don't know. Tell me what you've been playing, Fuck. Chad. Or explain that song that you did. That is the song you might recognize yep. as the tune 
to the final credits of Final Fantasy 16 in my interpretation of what Japanese is. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I thought it was a Harry Potter theme song. I'm not going to let I mean, that go. You're right. They are very similar. They are similar. Boo, boo, do, do, boo, 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 boo. Um, yeah, so I wrote AIPOS as the only game that I played, and that stands for I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't play anything oh, that no. I should be playing. I don't play anything that I could be playing. All I keep playing is Final Fantasy 16 and Destiny. And the good news is Final Fantasy 16 is on its way out because the reason I was 7.4 minutes late today is because I had to keep fast forwarding the credits of the game. So I beat it again on Ooh. Final Fantasy difficulty. The last thing I have to do now is go farm like 30 minutes worth of ability points to finally power up all my abilities and get that platinum trophy. And then I'm done. Nice. And here's why I'm Hell a piece yeah. of shit. It's, I spent like an extra 20 hours getting this platinum trophy, doing this second run on Final Fantasy difficulty. And it wasn't like, it's not even fun. I didn't enjoy not a lick of it. Because, uh, first the platinum of all, experience. <laughs> uh, skipping all the cutscenes means that the game has like no life to it because 60% of the game is cutscenes. <laughs> and then I'm playing New Game Plus Final Fantasy difficulty and. Because it's New Game Plus, I already have all the powers, which means I know what works well together. Part of the part of the joy of playing the game for the first time is is learning new things and figuring out what you're going to unlock and what you're going to skip and figuring out how they work together and sit in synergy and all this kind of fun stuff. But I already did all that. And now so I have the same six moves that I use over and over in the same order on every single enemy. And of course, I'm not doing cutscenes, so it's just literally arena to arena to arena of enemies, and it's just like boring as shit now. And um, so, yeah, I'm not even not even having a good and I'm playing with the item on that lets you automatically dodge every single attack ever. So like, oh, so you're literally just walking through the game. It's yeah, the worst way to experience this game, this amazing, amazing game. And now I've ruined everything about it for myself by getting the platinum trophy. But I will have a sexy Final Fantasy 16 platinum trophy very, very, very soon. And then we killed Callie, the boss, in the beginning of Last Wish and Destiny 2 uh, mm. a, a lot of times over two different nights so that we could farm those red border weapons. And I got the craftable version of Apex Predator, baby. Ooh, question. Uh, Where's amazing. Venba in there? Venba was not in there, but that's going to be another two-hour platy, baby. And maybe that's what I'll do this weekend after Pokemon Go Fest. There you go. Um, so besides Chad being, I'm a piece of shit. I love that you wrote that down. Alex, <laughs> tell me about this video game, this video game, this video game. Are you going <laughs> to introduce the game that I've been playing or do you want me no, to do it? No, it's your game. I'm just queuing, I'm teeing you up, queuing you up. A lot of letters. Well, uh, Adam has kind of spoiled the fact that I've only really been playing one game over the course of the past week. So imagine if you will. It's Monday afternoon, back home from work, sitting uh, by the kitchen, getting stuff ready for dinner. I'm thinking maybe I should go on a bike ride to Walmart, get a new game for me to play. My sister's like, hey, I want you to take me to the Metro because I have to go to like a friend's birthday party or something. I'm like, okay, cool. Take her to the Metro. Works out great, but I've lost a little bit of time. And so I'm like, fuck, 
want to pick up a new game to play, but I don't think I can go all the way to Walmart because I have to get back home and help prepare dinner for everyone else that's currently in my household right now because we have some guests from Barcelona. That's a little extraneous, but I'm just, you know, setting the setting for you guys. <clears throat> Thank you. Decide, you know what? I'm going to go to my local Pharmapri, which is the name of like the pharmacy uh, brand that's popular here in Quebec. <laughs> that go looking like in the glass cabinet. Trying to say pharmacy, but they can't. So they say pharmacy. Let's go to the pharmacy. I'm going to go to pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's spelled p-r-i-x at the end uh p-r-i-x means like price so it's like a pharmacy where you're not paying a lot like so that's the, like what the, the race car thing called grand prix is, is that like like big prize big price Costs maybe a lot of money who knows uh anyways walk into pharmacy ask hey do you have star wars jedi survivor because <laughs> that was the one game i was kind of thinking of playing next they don't have that what they do have is Pikmin 4. And so I'm like, you know what? Let's pick up Pikmin 4. Didn't have intention to immediately play it, but it's getting really good reviews across the board. Let's check it out. And I'm here to say Pikmin 4 is real good. I, I really don't have too much else uh, to say on this game that hasn't already been said online. Other than that, this is a very worthy successor to the prior three mainline Pikmin games. Uh, it features a lot of the same great gameplay. Good effect there, Chad. I noticed it this time. Uh, a lot of the kind of like same, like kind of Dendori, like uh, kind of like organizational gameplay of the prior three games where you're like directing your Pikmin around and you're trying to kind of complete tasks uh, as effectively as possible in as short of a time as possible. But there's a lot of great new quality of life improvements, including your little dog, Ochi. Uh, real quick, just curious, do either of you have any experience with the prior Pikmin games? Only from Smash Bros. Yeah, got it. Got it. So like my only real complaint on this particular game is I do think it could maybe do a little bit of a better job of just adding that kind of slight little bit of pressure to kind of like motivate me to kind of like play the game a little bit more, uh, how should I say, um, uh, effectively, like in a little bit more of a, uh, come on, we got to go manner. Um, you know, a little bit more urgency. The original Pikmin. With your... The original Pikmin on the Nintendo GameCube. The whole thing with that game is you had to beat it within 30 in-game days. And if you didn't complete it within those 30 in-game days, basically the game would be like, all right, you have to start from the beginning or you can like time travel to an earlier date and see if you can uh, complete it from there using that. however progress you've made up until that point. Um, as a whole, the original Pikmin 1 very much feels like a kind of test run for what the series will be, very much feels like an enhanced prototype, but that sense of urgency was really palpable in that game and really, I think, made it a, a much more effective game than it might have been otherwise. Pikmin 2 removed that urgency. There was no time limit in that game, but it did introduce like a whole lot of new content that kind of made the experience very much more, more worthwhile. It actually felt like a fully fleshed out, like, real boy game. Uh, Pikmin 3 kind of brought back the sense of urgency by making it so that you had to farm a certain amount of fruit throughout the day to bring back to your base to turn into juice that would kind of keep your characters active. And if you ran out of juice, you would die. Um, and so, yeah, that brings us to Pikmin 4, where there is no longer any kind of like pressing time limit or concern uh, that's motivating you to kind of continue playing. You can kind of just play at your own 
general pace um but the level design is really strong uh there are some like great puzzles there are some like very kind of great self-contained segments in which like you'll be competing against ai to like uh collect items and accomplish puzzles in a more kind of fast amount of time uh than they're able to overall just a, a really great game i just there is part of me that does miss again the urgency that pikmin 1 and 3 had um but other than that very good. Well recommended. How many it's hours are you into this game? Because I've heard mm. that it's like a 50-hour game. 50? Maybe like a 50-hour game to like 100% it. Um, I guess at this point, I'm like maybe like 14 hours into it, I think. Um, I will say, like on the subject of it being a 100%er kind of game, this game is like a great game to 100% because it gives you all sorts of like items and upgrades and like quality of life features that make it easy to kind of like find all the items and thingies you need to get to get 100%. I mentioned earlier that you have a dog in this game called Ochi. You can have Ochi sniff out any item or collectible in the game. Like you can be like, hey, Ochi, sniff out any of these kinds of Pikmin. Hey, Ochi, Old sniff paint. out a new yeah an old painting and he'll find it no and so, that's not what i said <laughs> well, oh no oh no I, apparently i misheard but yeah it's uh if this is a 50 hour game to 100 percent, like i'm all for it because it seems it, like it's going to be it is, a it very is enjoyable one i have looked oh. it up on how long to be and it is 16 hours of the main story completionist is 38. yeah that, that seems fair you know what i will say and that's funny Chad might be on the same side as me. So I played Pikmin 1 and 3. And I specifically do not like those games and did not finish them because I hated having a time limit. Mm. And it's funny how 2 and 4 don't have them. Or those are the ones I just happen not to play. Because <laughs> I played 1, it's like, I hate this, I'm not doing it. 3, I'm like, I'll give it another chance. It's like, I hate this this uh, time limit stuff. And, then and, the and that's the played, thing where I'm on this podcast complaining about how I kind of miss that stuff. But like, I'm sure that there are so many people like you, Adam, that like by all means love the fact that these games uh did away with these things and actually like theoretically if you played it would actually really appreciate it yeah i think it's just funny how that worked out oh uh confetti everyone's excited yeah that's good i'm glad you like it though everyone seems to like it it seems to be a big hit so that's good um uh, moving on me nothing much more Baldur's gate keep playing game of the year no big deal again doing all by the way last I don't know if it was last week when I said I was like, I'm in a, a new, I'm in act two now, stuff I hadn't done. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't act two. <laughs> I was in the, I was doing a, a character's, you know, loyalty, quote unquote, mission between act one and two. And I just assumed it was act two because it was a completely new area. It was not act two, technically. Fun. Now I'm in act two. Now I'm doing, still doing new stuff. Still great. Wonderful. Uh, the other thing, played Madden. It's out now. Football. Everyone loves some football. Everybody but the people on this podcast for some reason. <laughs> it's very weird, very strange. Uh, I got a text message thing... today that says, or was this mm -hmm. from you? Somebody sent me a message today or yesterday. Is like, hey, let me know if anyone's interested in joining a fantasy football league with a bunch of gamers. And oh, I, I did put like, that in uh, Pixel that Street you? Discord. Oh, yeah, okay. in the Pixel Street Discord. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I will ignore that as hard I as I can. I you were going to. <laughs> I was going to tag you, but I decided to ignore it. Um, but no, football's fun. It's a good time. The last thing I did... I need to figure out how to do this. I downloaded Texas Chainsaw Massacre because oh. I want to play it, and it looks like a good time. It's by the guys who made Friday the 13th. Yep. Janky game, but real fun if you got a group of people. 
So I want to play it. So it's installed, but it's just sitting on the desk on that dashboard. Here just you hanging go. Out. Joel from Pixel Street and Jerica from JK Games Podcast are both looking to play it. Both okay. have Game Pass. Mm -hmm. They're like, let's play this game. And I was like, I don't have Game Pass. And I'm like, ah. So hit them up. They're looking to play that this game. That's what they game. sound like? Yeah. <laughs> Only when their voices combine. You know how like sometimes okay, when you yeah. like fight a demon in a game or you see one in a movie, it's like, like a male voice and a woman's voice over top of each other. Yeah, that's yeah. not how Joel and Jericho work. They just turn into. <laughs> that's what they sound like together. Sound like a Pokemon antagonist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. If they want to send them a text, I know you guys have your own secret text thread. Go ahead and let them know I'm down to play Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I just I like a fun multiplayer game once in a while. Cut people up. Uh, but that's basically it. We're going to move on to Quest Log. That's where we talk about the other stories for the week. The Xbox 360 store is shutting down. Kind of. It's from Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. Microsoft has confirmed that the Marketplace, 360 Marketplace, which opened 18 years ago in 2005. 18 years ago. Can you guys think about it? What were you guys doing in 2005? I was 15 years old. I was in high school. No, I'm probably jerking it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. 2005, I was 10 years old, if you can believe it. If you can imagine in your mind's eye, 10 year old cozy. You know what? In, he has the same. In year. 2005, I feel like I was being pretty bullied. That was the last year. I was being bullied. Oh, that so I was now. being bullied at my old elementary school, Holy Cross Elementary School. That was its actual name. Oh, man. Uh, and then the by following Christian year. Too. It's the worst. The following year. Uh, I was basically uh, sent by my parents to another elementary school where I was not as bullied. Like, it was, for the most part, pretty fine, but I didn't have any connection to anyone, so it was kind of lonely in some ways. I I don't want to get too deep into it because it'll get sad, but why were kids picking on you? Just dumb kid stuff, or was it like, you're too yeah, tall, a... tolly? Kids are stupid. They <laughs> pick on kids for dumb reasons. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just one of those things where I'm like, you know, I'm a little bit more of like the nerdy guy in the room. You know, I'm the kind of guy that, like, you know, I like Bionicles and I like Pokemon cards and I like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like more so than some of the other kids. I tried to actually give, this is going to start funny, but it's not funny. I tried to give a speech in like grade one or two in which I talked about Bionicle and I actually cried, started crying in the middle of the speech because people wouldn't stop laughing at me. Uh, and it's like the kind of tone was set early on of the kind of person that I was. A lot of the bullying actually happened on the bus to and from school. And so it was kind of like, like the problem, right? Is that like if, if the bullying was happening in a classroom, the teachers would be able to intervene and be like, well, you can't do that. But because it was happening in this like secluded environment where like the one person that can like be the order of the land can't get up from his seat, lest the bus careen off course, it, it, they were able to get away with it a lot. And so by the end, they were like, we just need to send you somewhere else. Man, my bus driver, Jose, in high school would have stopped the bus in a heartbeat. He's like, hey, oh, you guys cut it yeah. out. We're not doing that. And he yeah, would that, stop the bus and go and fight these kids. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, worse, yeah, my, my bus driver was not not quite. Yeah, like, he was where, a little out to lunch. That's where if you were a Digimon fan on my bus, you got made fun of. Oh, the Digimon kids? Yeah, because you're a traitor to Pokemon if you're a Digimon mm -hmm. fan. And so that's where I was like secretly, I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone that I watched the Digimon cartoon. At, at my school, it was like way more like Pokemon versus Yu-Gi-Oh! 
because it was mm-hmm. like Pokemon was popular like 2001 to 2003, and then Yu-Gi-Oh kind of popped its head up, and it's like, well, now this is the popular thing, and you have to be into that. But I yeah, stuck, that's why I kids stuck are true dumb. to Pokemon. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're like they're arguing over what nerdy thing is better. Like you guys are losers. I guess it's just the internet. Um, but yes, yeah, 2005. I was either last year middle school, first year high school. Jacking it, just like <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, 18 years ago in 2005, um, it will officially shut down on July 29th, 2024. 360 shutting down after 18 years. At this time, you'll no longer be able to purchase games, DLC, and other entertainment from the store on Xbox 360 or the 360 Marketplace website. Backwards compatible 360 titles will thankfully remain available to purchase and play on Xbox One and Series X and S after the 360 store closes. So you can still keep playing the games. They don't disappear. For any 360 games and DLC already purchased, nothing is changing. The games and content will still be available to use. Um, This uh, includes on 360 as well as Xbox One and Series X. Through backwards compatibility, content can be re-downloaded. Basically, you know, Vita did it. Did, Did they reopen the Vita store for permanent or was it just like a month to make people shut up? Or was it PSP? They closed down one of the stores, right? Was it PSP? PSP and PS3, I think, at the same time. We're going to... I don't... You know what? I don't remember what... I'm going to look it up right now. Because I remember people complained, and they're like, okay, but I don't know what happened. The PlayStation stores on PSP and PS Vita and PS3, (laughs) did they stay? Or are they gone too, like my... I don't know what I was going to put after that, so I stopped. Uh, April 19, 2021. PlayStation Store on PS3 and Vita will continue, mm-hmm. but PSP will shut down. So PSP, PSP shut down. RIP. Gotcha. Okay. And then also 3DS recently this year, right, Cozy? Is that when you bought all those games? Was that this year? Yep. Sorry, I got a little distracted. Sorry, what were you that saying? Correct. 3DS? Uh, 3DS this year. Uh, this year. Yes, that's correct. It closed just a few months prior. Gotcha. So it just seems like it's the years of closing stuff down. Cozy, are you okay? I'm sorry to bring up those uh, memories if they were too rough for you. No, no, no. I just somebody else messaged me on Discord about something rather. It's fine. Oh, secret Discords. Yeah. Gotcha. Secret no Discords, babies. Yeah. All the people that bullied me are like in jail at this point. So it's I was fine. gonna say, don't you love looking back and everybody who was like cool or like a bully is just like an idiot now and like not doing anything with their lives? It's wonderful. Yeah. Speaking PSP, of PSP, what is look that? at this. A little PSP oh. Memory Stick Pro Duo picked this up. 32 megabytes, baby, for 15 bucks out of the game store today. Oh, I am. Bad. I actually have been thinking over the past few minutes, like, what video games I was playing in 2005. The thing is, is up until I got the Nintendo Wii in early 2007, I didn't have any, like, kind of current video game consoles. Like, I didn't own a GameCube at the time. What I had instead were... An SNES and a Nintendo 64 that were handed down to me by my cousin, who I think I've talked about on the podcast in the past. And I had, like, I had uh, Majora's Mask at Ocarina of Time. I had Pokemon Stadium 1. I had, like, a couple of other games in there. And so, like, I definitely was playing those games. Um, But, like, I don't know if I had anything else. Oh, you know what? It was 2005, and so I definitely was playing... Pokemon Emerald, because that came out in 2005. Love it. I want to, in the chat here, Mass Keaton saying, what's up? Thanks, Chad, for your discussion on Ritalin a few weeks ago. You're welcome, man. I was actually just thinking of, of like, just clipping that out and sharing that on 
on Twitter again too. There's an update for everyone. I'm now instead of having to take like one pill every like three hours, I'm now taking one that lasts kind of all day. Still get a little bit of a headache every night whenever whenever it starts to wear off, but living that good life, y'all. Feels great. Very nice. Papa John's. Like it. Keep it get up. Get help if you need it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Keaton, that's the one that I showed you the the picture of Chad. So you know Love what's that. up there. Love Very it. cool. Um, but yeah, shout out again for this. Thank God, you know, Xbox does backwards compatibility pretty well. The only thing, again, is I guess it won't matter next year, but NCAA 14 can't buy a backwards compatible. That's the last college football game that they've made. It doesn't. But, it, it really doesn't matter because of the Series X and Series S and Xbox One, like that whole effort of backwards compatibility, baby. Like, no, none of that matters. That's what I'm saying. That's one of the games yeah. that doesn't come Oh. <laughs> That's not. No Just I think anyway. it's. Yeah, nobody likes football at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but next year we'll have a new one, so it's fine. It's, this whole conversation too was like something that I thought about, um, with the Red Dead remaster that was just released, mm -hmm. and the fact that like you're paying fifty bucks on PlayStation Four and Switch for this game that runs and looks better if you get the version that you just already had on 360 and you played on your Series X and S yeah. for zero dollars and it's just like yeah I owned it digitally I bought it like ten bucks like ten years ago and it's just yeah. there and it works and 4K it's already it's upscaled great. by the hardware too and it's just like what if Microsoft did that so well yeah now I I didn't look in here I didn't put it in here but I think it is like a hundred games will actually be lost like that are aren't backwards because not everything's backwards compatible yeah so again then there's the whole talk about game preservation and stuff and especially like with 3ds like you just can't get those games now. There's a lot of those that were like download, were download only, only only on yeah. 3ds that you just can't get anymore, which always sucks. So, but again, the great thing, there are these people on the internet that wear eye patches who actually have saved everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, good on them. People who had birds pick out their eyes. That's right. Absolutely, parrots probably. Parrots, um, pirates, Papa John's. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can breathe easier this fall. It's from multiple at IGN. Multiple. What a good old working hard in the industry. Yeah, George Yang, multiple. <laughs> <laughs> He's all over the place. All right, so first up, fall was a little crazy. A lot of games coming out, but let's things are different. Assassin's Creed Mirage is now launching a week earlier than planned. On October 5th, Ubisoft has announced. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage has gone gold and is coming out a week early. A tweet from Ubisoft said, On behalf of the entire team, we can't wait for you to explore 9th Century Baghdad with Basim. Your journey will now start on October 5th. Save the new date. Uh, Mirage was announced at Ubisoft Forward 2022. Sees a return to Assassin's Creed roots in terms of gameplay and length. Its map will be much smaller, akin to Paris and uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, and will take about 20 to 23 hours to complete. So, good on them. Because I know that they were a little bit before the rush, but... I think getting as far above the rush of October 20th as you can is probably a good idea. Yep. Just in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, yep. by the way, I was looking ahead. I mean, the other last thing is that... Well, I'll just go ahead and read this and I'll go back to my point. Uh, the spooky, scary game also shifted around. Remedy has announced a 10-day delay for the hotly anticipated Alan Wake 2. It was due October 17th. will now come out on October 27th. October is an amazing month for game launches, and we hope this date shift gives more space for people to enjoy their favorite games, Remedy said. Um, Alan Wake 2 is set to launch the same week as Insomniac's sure-to-be massive PlayStation-exclusive Spider-Man mm. 2. Uh, back in 2010, launch sales of the first Alan Wake suffered due to launching in the same week as Rockstar's Behemoth Red Dead Redemption. Look at that. We're talking about stuff at all. Coming full topical. circle. Um, now, this is what I was going to get to in a second, right? October 2023 also sees the launch of Forza Motorsport, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and reportedly 
Sonic Superstars as well as Spider-Man 2. Um, so good for Mirage for moving. Good for Halloween because I think the closer to Halloween, the better. And just not being right next to Spider-Man 2. But that month, look at that. Who was thinking that October was going to be a fucking pain mm. in the ass? Reminds me, reminds me of that October that uh, like Mario Odyssey and Doom Eternal and... Was it Eternal? One of the Doom games. Yeah. Uh, it was Doom, Wolfenstein... Wait a minute. Was it Wolfenstein, Mario, Maybe and Assassin's Wolfenstein. Creed? Yeah, what was it? What was it? <clears throat> That's what it was. Assassin's Creed, Super Mario Odyssey, Wolfenstein? Now, now I'm looking it up. It was Mario Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins. It was one of the Bethesda games. It must have been Wolfenstein 2. In the same day. But thankfully, we're not going to get that. Uh, Wolfenstein 2. Yep. October 27th. What are you guys going to play in October? Just Spider-Man and Mario. On the same day, uh, Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Wonder is like number one on the list of priority. I like those Super Mario games, and I feel like it's been a while since I played one of those 2D ones. And then I feel like in second place is probably Alan Wake. And then I think the thing about Spider-Man is like that game will be ever present. It will always be there. And I feel like it will always be a game that people have something to say about. And so like, I'm not necessarily in a rush to play it, even though I would probably put it at number three in terms of my priority. What about Dark Horse Sonic Superstars? We know mm -hmm. last year you tried to convince everybody that that Sonic other Sonic Frontier. game was good. There yeah. is a free trial of Sonic Frontier the thing on is, PlayStation is, Plus right now. Like historically, I've not loved the 2D Sonic games as much as I've loved the 3D Sonic games. Like, you look through my history, and it's, you know, Sonic Unleashed, Sonic Colors, Sonic Frontiers, all 3D games. And, like, oh, yeah, and I played Sonic Heroes in the back in the day, and that was not bad as well. Like, I'm way more of a 3D Sonic guy. I'll tell you, here's, here's my lineup for the rest of the year. You ready? Baldur's Gate 3, baby. Destiny 2, baby. Uh, Lies of P. <laughs> Shit, two always does it. Lies of P coming out. Then we got Mario. Then we got Spider Man. And we got Mario RPG. And then we got Final Fantasy VII Remastered, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Se Fantasy VII Crisis Cores, Zero Reunion, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, and watching Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. All that's happening the rest of the year. I think half that list you can cut out. You don't have to do half that list. Um, for me, man, it is tough. John, <laughs> for me, it is tough because, like, I as much as I like Assassin's Creed, I feel like that's a game I can wait on and like not worry about. But like, I'll play Forza probably for a weekend. I'll have a really good, fun weekend with that. And then it's probably Spider Man and then Alan Wake. So I think my October is not too bad, except for the Anders gonna be a shit show. But I think early on. I'll probably still be finishing Cyberpunk DLC or Liza P or something like that. So I think I've planned my year out pretty well so far. If I had a Switch, though, that'd be rough because then I'd have to play Super Mario and Spider-Man and Alan Wake all in a seven-day period. Or, you know, that's when they come out anyway. Yep. So there we go. All right, Chad, we've got one more. Segment from Adam. Segment in a box. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh kidnap the sandy claws from Nightmare oh, Christmas. Course, my favorite yeah. song from the movie it's one of them it's up there all right this week we're gonna play a little game called they said what on metacritic they said what on metacritic what did they say on metacritic that's what the game's called uh so, <laughs> all three times. i got this I, yeah that's exactly what it is i got this idea from 
different places. I'm going to give the most recent uh, credit to Jacob McCourt. But basically what I did is I went on Metacritic, right? And I looked at user reviews because mm. holy shit, have you guys read user reviews for Metacritic? Um, and I was like, what can I, how can I make a game out of this? I can make a segment. So what I've done is in the year 2023, there are games coming out that are either sequels or continuations of a series, right? That's this year, y'all. I just had that's like an existential crisis. Year. You said 2023, and I was like, fuck, that's this one, and it's almost done. <laughs> exactly. So, for example, it could be like Madden 24. It is a sequel. That one has a number on it. But it also, Ratchet and Clank would be a continuation of a series. doesn't have a number on it, but we understand that, oh, a new Ratchet and Clank game came out this year. So what I've done is I have five games that are all having continuations slash sequels coming out in 2023. Maybe January, maybe December. The whole year. Put in your mind what is the thing that's a continuation that's coming out or have come out this year. And what I did was I took a Metacritic reviews <laughs> from the previous iteration of the game. Okay. So, for example, I would have take, taken a Metacritic review from... What was it? Rift Apart was the last one. Before that was 2016. Yeah, so I would have taken yep. reviews from 2016. You have to guess, oh, that's Ratchet and Clank, a.k.a. he's talking about Rift Apart. Got it. Right? Okay. The first clue is worth two points because it's a little more vague. The second clue is <laughs> worth one point because it should be more clear. Um, and you just say your name and raise your hand. Let me finish reading it because the whole point is because I want to read these. Okay. And then I'll let you answer. You only get one guess per clue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So again, it's reviews from the last game in the series, but what does it connect to that's coming out this year? All right. Okay. Number one. And again, these are insane. Oh my God. All right. The different, I'm going to try to do a voice for these because I just imagine what these fuckers sound like. <laughs> the difference between PS4 and PS5 here is a joke. And also, I'm going to do the punctuation exactly like it is in all okay. the way that. So when I sound like an idiot, just know it's them. While owning the PS4 version upgrades for PS5 for free is actually Chad. the cheapest way to buy the game and you get both games. A joke by Sony PlayStation there. While you do get two Platinums by playing the PS4 version, first you can save transfer to PS5 for instant Platinum, and that's the only positive thing about the entire game, and that's sad. While I've written my opinion on the PS4 version, go read that if you want. That was just my sad expression that the difference between PS4 and PS5 is not that good. It's not even worth it, especially not worth paying money for a good PS5 game when you can pay less for two games. So lol by PlayStation zero out of ten. Chad, Chad, Chad. <laughs> I is, noticed you raise your hand. Is that a Spider Man Two? It is for Spider Man Two. Is the game that's coming out this Excellent. year? That is a review for Miles Morales. Yes. Um, okay. Did you did you have any clue, Cozy? While I was reading that, what it could have been? No, I was thinking for a second. Is it? For a second, I thought, well, God of War came out on PS4 and PS5, but we're not getting a new God of War game today. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to read you the next one that was more clear just because this is funny. This is good. Uh, this is good game because it's almost equal the first one. The villain, story, minions, everything are equal. If the story was more original, could be great game. The graphics are better than the Marvel Spider-Man, and I like the Christmas environment. I'm really afraid to play the next Spider-Man again and have the same story. Someone that I like for a long time now wants to destroy New York. Seven out of ten. <laughs> I understand what this guy is trying to say when he says minions, but it sounds so weird to say that name now outside of the context of the minions franchise. Someone that I like for a long time now trying to destroy New York. 
Very good. At least that one's a seven out of ten. Um, and I, I did not do. <clears throat> there was a lot of them that were like, "I'm not racist," but there's a lot of Black Lives Matters in this game. It's like, oh uh, no, <laughs> there's a lot of those. Um, all right, moving on to our next one. Again, first review. Raise your hand. Whatever. Reading them just how they are. They did so many things right with this game. They did a lot of improvements to the old game. That should every new game that comes out be like the old, just better. Said that so many AAA games lost that. There are still things that should be worked on, like connection problems or lack of visual customization for your car. But they did add a ton already in comparison to the old ones. So well done. Good job. I totally recommend this game. 9 out of 10. Chad? Chad? Is, is this Forza? Would you Mo like to finish the Forza. title? Motorsport? Correct. Jack, give yourself another two points. Yeah. I was like, which one's coming yeah. out? Horizon or Motorsport? <laughs> now, this, this was the review for Horizon, but it is in uh, relation to Motorsport. Uh, the next clue, just for fun. The best car game I have ever played in my life. There are scenarios that make you want to criticize the real-life graphics because they look worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 10 out of 10 review. All right, Cozy, are you doing okay over there? Are these are these confusing for you? Is it tough? No, it's just, I, I don't know. I'm not not as quick on the gun as Chad is. Maybe I'll pick up the slack a little bit. We'll see. Okay. No, you're good. Just keep, so then Chad is Sorry, at four. I'm from America. We were trained on guns from birth. I mean, real quick. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, next game. First clue. Okay. Uh, by the way, I'm actually not going to say the name if they say the name in the title sure, just for this, yeah. so not to ruin it. Okay, I'm a huge Blank fan and really wanted to play this game, for, but for $40, a single-player game with almost nothing to do, with nothing too much to do after, I did not see it as worth it, but for what I got for it, which was $15 during the Steam Summer Sale, it was a steal. The combat feels great and the story is pretty good too, although I wish the story was longer. At the end of the game, I was just sort of like, okay, where's the rest of the game? But for $15, it was def worth it, so if you want this game, I would say wait for a sale. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> 10 out of 10 <laughs> yep again that could be any game but you know yeah just a heads up uh all right we're going to the one the next one and okay uh excuse me and okay and this one at the end of the clue there's gonna i'm gonna say a, a phrase that is not the name of the game but it should give it away okay okay an okay game but not anything everyone should bend themselves over for and spread it <laughs> <laughs> an okay game but not anything everyone should bend themselves over for and spread it for combat's okay story's okay graphics could be better and the sound effects and voices are excellent but the ugliest thing about this unreal engine iteration is the horrible load times there's plenty of games made under unreal engine that practically doesn't have long load times by the way there's no periods in this but it's painfully true on this game there's parts where you fall off ledges and load up fast why can't it do that all the time but when you die miss well go make a coffee have some lunch and come back and it's still loading a stage that's frustrating uh, me so far, I understalled it, but the game was ugly. Long load times. Looking forward to the sequel. May the force be with you, and don't do the same on the sequel. <laughs> Chad, 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 Chad. Fuck. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give it to. I mean, Chad, you had it, but I'm gonna give it to Cozy just because you know we're having fun here. What do you think it is, Cozy? Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, anticipating the release of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yes, very good. Yeah, uh, but Chad, Chad will get the points. I'm fine. Okay, Chad is five then. An okay game, but not everyone should bend themselves over for and spread for... <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, I have two more, guys. These are supposed to be getting harder. Okay. We'll okay. see. <laughs> First clue for this one. Game is censored. 
Nintendo acts themselves as the Chinese government, and they are no different than communists in this aspect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Is it? I got well, it. you just raise your hand and say your name. Alex. Cozy. He goes, yeah, yeah. They must learn. If the game is suitable in Japan, it is fine for us. There should be no changing other than the correct translation. If something, i.e. a reference, is unclear, we can look it up ourselves. Overall, unnecessary censorship. Zero out of ten. Cozy, you were the, up first. This Was is you? for... A prior Fire Emblem game anticipating the release of Fire Emblem Engage this Boom, year. Boom, nailed it. Would have never gotten that. Give yourself two point for that. I remember people yeah, getting mad. What was censored, quote unquote? That people there have been so like a about. lot of weird censorship stories involving the Fire Emblem series over the years. There was like the one, there was like the Shin Megami Tensei cross Fire Emblem game where like they like removed like what people on the internet called vagina bones from this one character <laughs> spoilers vagina bones aren't an actual thing what? then there was so there was another thing where in one of the other fire emblem games on the 3ds i want to say conquest where you actually had like a female romance option and you could like romance another girl as like a woman yourself but like the way they did it was like really weird and like mm. kind of rapey and it just felt very kind of like out of touch and they basically removed it from the english release and it was like this weird thing of like uh you were trying to be progressive but you were, weren't doing it very cool and some people were like no nah, they should have kept it in but anyways what? nintendo should stop acting as the chinese government it's wild. The second clue was an absolutely beautiful masterpiece of a game. So much hate from the kids with no attention span. There isn't much I can say negative about this game. It's perfect as a ta ta excuse me, perfect as a tactical RPG slash RPG on the Switch. Uh, being fully honest, I may, I may give this game a nine due to some minor uh, resolution, visual, and frame rate issues, but the graphics are really good. No, it's not an open world game. Boo hoo! Still, I give it a ten to balance all the undeserved zero. Seriously, people must be special. Again, this is a deserved masterpiece of work of art. Ten. I love how he says that. You're you're boo hoo. I should give it a nine, but I'm giving it a ten anyways. Wow. Uh, right. uh, there was also another thing in Fire Emblem mm -hmm. Conquest, the 3DS one, where like you could using the stylus rub your like companions faces to like gain their oh, affection yeah. like yeah. it was like like take like the same mini game from pokemon but like put it Make with it like girl. real human characters and that also got removed for like the international release and i remember that was like another you know quote-unquote controversy of people being angry about it no different than communist all right hi what's going on I have something <laughs> so i opened oh, no. up I opened up a private window and just Googled vagina bones. Just, oh, no. Just to see what comes up. And there's a whole post on Know Your Meme about it. And apparently it's just a very mm. common term in the anime and manga community. Like, on February 23rd, 2011, there was a screenshot from a very poorly translated scene of an anime series called Dream Eater Mary, where there's a young boy on it who says... Couldn't you have found a swimsuit a swimsuit that shows off Mary's vagina bones a little better? <laughs> and it's just like it's just become it's a thing. All over the place. Their vagina Holy bones always in relation to something anime related. Yeah, of course those dirty anime people. Oh, uh God. All right, we're moving on to the last one. <sighs> Boy. All right. Again, I'm going to not say the name of the title if it's in the review. I played blank. Didn't finish it. Nothing creative in this game in way of storytelling, design, gameplay, etc. The only reason it sails is because of zombies. This game is so frustrating and buggy, I created a Metacritic account. From crashing Window Explorer to just crashing in general. To game bugs that kill you over and over and over. Chad. If you love blank, it's because you don't know any better. Zero out of ten. Is this for Modern Warfare 3 coming out this year? No, it is not. 
Um, but incorrect. Oh, Alex. Yes, Alex. Is it for one of the prior Bethesda open world RPGs in anticipation of the release of Starfield? No, it is not. Ah. I do like how this uh, this person said that they created a Metacritic account just to complain about this video game. I thought that was pretty <laughs> fucking funny. All right, last clue. This game has so many bugs I can't even fit here in this text bar. The voice acting was great on some characters, but not everyone. And why, and why on why this game was a sequel and not a DLC? There is nothing new added to the game except for boats and a few new zombie types. And why does money even exist in this game? It's a zombie apocalypse, a zombie survival game. Why does it cost two thousand dollars to fix a Chad. baseball bat? If you hated the original game, you'll hate this one too. Nine out of ten, oh. by the way, that review. <laughs> I know. This is Dead Alex, Island 2. Chad. Yeah, Dead yeah. Island 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Chad. And the One original point. game must have been Dead Island Riptide, right? Riptide, you are correct. Yep. There we go. Um, I just think it's so funny the way that people get so mad. The way that they get mad, their grammar, and then they give it a 9 out of 10 anyways. <laughs> yeah, right. Insane. Doesn't make sense. But that's it. I believe Chad is the winner. That is our whatever I said the name of this game was. Yeah, I think you said they said what on Some Metacritic? The, they they said what on Metacritic? What on Metacritic? Yeah, that was the name of it. That was it. That's the. That segment. brings us to Game on Game Show. The Game on our Game Show we play a game called Game on Game on. The shit game is game. Once a year, I fucked that up. Alex has a returning segment that he's going to take us through. Hell yeah! Alex. Hell yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to announce that TMI with NPD is finally back. I went Woo! back into the archives, and it turns out we last did this uh, on episode 297. After that point, I kind of got roped up in preparing stuff for all the game shows that we've been doing over on Patreon. Uh, and so I had, didn't really have time to do another installment of TMI with MPD, but got everything prepared for this month's uh, upcoming game show. And so I figured, you know what? Let's TMI with NPD it up. Uh, of course, this is a game show where I list off the top 10 best-selling games according to the NPD group from a particular year. The way it works is that I will read out four clues, each of increasing specificity. And at any point in the middle of me reading the clues, both Chad and Adam have the opportunity twice to guess what particular game I am talking about. Clear as mud? Mud clear. Absolutely. Perfect. Uh, last time, we covered the top 10 best-selling games of the year 2000, which means that now we are moving on to the year 2001. Space I was Odyssey. six years old. And I have a distinct memory at the time of walking into someone's house and seeing some news story or other about 9-11 and not really understanding what it was about. Other than that, it resulted in a lot of news coverage that meant that I couldn't watch The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> what is Bart getting up to in this rerun? Oh, man. Why are all these people in this desert environment talking about politics? What's going on right. here? All right. Let's talk about the number 10 best-selling game of the year 2001. Okay. The number 10 best-selling game of the year 2001, per the NPD group, is mm. from an EA-published franchise that has been featured on these NPD lists. Motherfucker. That is incorrect. Oh, you idiot. That, that has been featured on these NPD lists before. It's a game that one could say is the opposite of dead. It's a sports game 
NBA Live 2002? Oh, fuck that me. is correct. <clears throat> Adam, you have sports. one point. Ooh, Please, on your own back. sides, keep track of how many points you currently have. I am, man. All right, here we go. Number nine. The number nine best-selling game of the year, 2001, per the NPD group, is one of the last games to release on the Nintendo 64. It was Super a first-party game. That is incorrect. Fuck me. It was a first-party game developed by Nintendo EAD, although less-informed people would claim that it was developed by another company. It's a sequel to a game... Majora's Mask. Nope, that is also incorrect. Ah, Ooh, Chad's guesses are out. Just give them ah, to me all. Come on, it's a me. sequel to a game that featured on the year 2000 NPD list. If I remember that. <laughs> and it features connectivity with Game Boy games that released the year prior. Pokemon Stadium now. 2? That is correct. Son of a there bitch. we go. Ooh, Majora's Mask was on the year 2000 NPD list. Um, but there everything. was no sequel to Majora's Mask, so yeah, didn't work out. All right, number eight, the number eight best-selling game of the year two thousand one for the NPD group is an EA published game Madden from a franchise that is incorrect. Suck my butt. from a franchise that has not been featured on these NPD lists before. <clears throat> it takes place within a suburban setting. It was developed by legendary game designer, Will Wright. Same city? That is incorrect. Okay. And all of its characters speak in a made-up language. Mm. The Sims 2? That is incorrect. Mm. I don't know, I'm out. Chad, you can still guess. EA game. Everyone speaks in a made-up language. Some guy I don't know. Never been on here before. Um, that's all the clues? All of them are gone? The Sims 1. That is correct. Oh! <laughs> Eat it, Adam. Eat my butt. I know. If I wish I wouldn't have said SimCity, because I would have guessed the first one. All right. Prepare your butts for this next one, because we are moving on to number seven. The number seven best-selling game of the year 2001, per the NPD group, is the third entry in a popular series. It is the single best-selling PlayStation 2 exclusive of all time. It was developed and produced by famed... GTA 3? That is incorrect. Okay. It was developed and produced by famed game designer Kazunori Yamauchi. And its franchise was recently adapted into a major motion picture that released to mixed reviews. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? 
Uh, I'm Grand giving Turismo you three. That is correct. Ah. Uh, <laughs> The, uh, the full name of the game, by the way, is <laughs> Grand Turismo 3 A-Spec. A-Spec, A-Spec, gotcha. All right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, oh, hold on a sec. Let me just check something real quick. All right, we're good. Let's talk about number six. The number sixth best-selling game of the year 2001, per the NPD group, is labeled as the second entry in its series, but chronologically is actually the fourth game in its series. It's a game that, in a similar vein to The Last of Us many years later, features two playable characters. Aspects. Metal Gear Solid 2. That is correct. Fuck yeah! Hmm. All right, here we go. Number five. The number five best-selling game of the year 2001, per the NPD group, is a multi-platform licensed game. It takes place primarily within an indeterminate location within the Scottish Highlands. The name of the original work that it was based on, infamously, was changed when it was brought over to North America. And it's based on the works of a famous author that has been cancelled many times over. I can you can you repeat the first clue? Uh, a multi-platform licensed game. Can you repeat the second clue? <laughs> it takes place within an indeterminate location. Okay, within okay, the Scottish okay, okay, Highlands. Okay, okay. Um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That is correct. Thank you. Also known as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in the UK, but they, they thought us Americans couldn't handle it. All right, here we go. Number four. The number four best-selling game of the year 2001, per the NPD group, is a well-rated multi-platform game. So much so that its PlayStation 2 version is tied with another game on this list as the highest-rated PlayStation 2 GTA game 3. on Metacritic. That is incorrect. But it is the first game in its series that featured online capabilities. It's a sports game. Madden 2002. That is incorrect. Hmm. And... A famous sports star features in both its gameplay and... Tony Hawk 3. That is correct. <laughs> I mean... All right. I mean, yeah. Here we I'm go. Chill. We're arriving I'm at chill. the top three. Wait, what are the number scores? Three. What number three. Number three. <clears throat> what are the scores? Do I have three? Four? I have three. What do I have? Adam has three, which means that, Chad, you actually should have four by this point. He doesn't even know, so you can't give it to him. Yeah, no, no. He doesn't yeah, have to give me anything. Logistically, that works out. If, if we got it wrong, by the way, you guys yeah. in the comments can let us know. All right. Number three. The number three best-selling game of the year 2001, per the NPD group, is a game that's related to another game on this list. 
along with The Sims, it's one of the only games on this list that actually released the year prior, in October of 2000. Many people debate whether this game or its sequel are better. And it allowed you to play as a famous Marvel superhero. That is correct. <laughs> Which means that Chad and Adam are now tied with four points each. Ooh. All right, here we go. Number two. The number two best-selling game of the year 2001, per the NPD group, is a game that was censored to avoid comparisons to 9-11. It's a game uh, that is incorrect. Okay, okay. That was the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a game that is credited with popularizing a genre that didn't meaningfully exist before its release. It's a game. GTA 3? That is correct. Mm -hmm. That take place in New York? Yeah. Well, Liberty yeah. City. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Number one. The number one best-selling game of the year 2001 per the NPD group is an annualized. NFL 2022. I mean, that is correct. He said 2022. That's not correct. Madden, Madden NFL 2002. No, he said 2022. I said Madden NFL 2002. And That's a with tie, that, Chad. it would appear that Chad <laughs> wins, definitively <laughs> wins this installment oh, of TMI with NPD. Oh, no, he so just said 2022. Oh, doesn't matter, Adam. We are playing by Alex's rules, and while there's sometimes That's not in the right favor, it's not year. always. That's right. 2001 and 2031 <laughs> are the same year. The 10th right? best-selling game, NBA Live 2002. Number nine, Pokemon Stadium 2. Eight, The Sims. Seven, Gran Turismo 3, Metal Gear Solid 2, number six. We have Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone at number five. Four and three are Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 2. Number two, Grand Theft Auto 3 at number one, Madden NFL 2002. Um, these lists that I kind of call these answers from also have the games in the numbers uh, 11 to 20 spots. Some highlights uh, from those spots include Pokemon Crystal at number 11, mm -hmm. uh, the original Max Payne at number 12, and number 13, Halo Combat Evolved didn't make it to the top oh, 10, but yeah, that game higher. famously was kind of a slow burn where a lot of people didn't really, you know, they weren't really anticipating it prior to its release. And it was kind of a word of mouth thing of people being like, oh, wow, this game's actually pretty good. Um, oh, it was also like a brand new console launch. Right. That nice. as well. so it only had like a month and a half and a new user base. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, number 14, X going to give it to you because we got Final Fantasy X, a.k.a. 10. Uh, and then at number 17 and number 19, the only two GameCube exclusives on this list, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee and Luigi's Mansion. And let me tell you, that is very much going to set the tone for the next few years to follow. Back when we were in the like late 2000s to, sorry, late 90s to 2000 era, there were a lot of Nintendo games that dominated those lists. Like the year 2000, you had Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Silver, Majora's Mask. From here on out, don't expect a lot of Nintendo games. They're yeah. not From here on doing out, it's quite just as well. Sports, sports, Nintendo, call, or sports, sports, Call of Duty, GTA. That's it. That's oh, we got a couple be. years for Call of Duty. There are definitely a, a few surprises in there, though. But you'll have to wait until the next installment of TMI with NPD to find out what Ooh. those are. This feels good. 
A typical game on game show. That's it for 321 of Respawn Aim Fire. A couple of announcements. One, watch us live on Tuesday as we delayed react to the opening night live stream. We're going to watch it together for the first time, unspoiled, 7 p.m. Tuesday, Eastern Time. Um, And then no episode next weekend because that will take the place of it. And then... Uh, patreon.com slash responding fires where you can go to vote on barf games for the month this month we have venba is what we're playing very easy platinum apparently two hours one sitting papa john's go do that and then if you would like to be featured on the show either write us in a review of venba or some thoughts on it tweet at us dm us or just say hey i want to be on the show and talk about it with you and we say cool you can do that too um, let us know, and then we will have a poll up probably in the next week with whatever month or whatever month September's game is going to be. So uh, we'll figure that out. So go there to vote. And remember, if you vote on Patreon, your vote counts more than if you voted on Twitter. If you go and vote on Twitter, then your vote is basically garbage. Actually, just kidding. That's basically decided the last like four of these is the one vote that happened on Twitter breaking a tie. It decides most of them, yes. Yes. Um... And then also Alto, Balto, Alto, Age of Ultron, Oliver Twist. That's it. That's it for the episode. So, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can thank folks you. follow you about when, and see pictures of your scored chicken hot dogs? <laughs> you can find me over on Twitter.com at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Adam, how can folks come and see you at uh, PAX and meet you, etc.? Oh, uh, yeah, so uh, September 1st through the 3rd, I'll be at PAX West out there in uh, good old Seattle. And on Sunday, I'll be on the Game Boy Advance is the greatest gaming handheld ever made uh, panel coming to PAX West. Sunday, September 3rd at 11.30 a.m. in the Monarch Theater. And on PAX's Twitch. If you can't be there, you can still watch it. And come say hi. Can I watch it free on Twitch? I think so, I suppose, yeah. Oh, dope. Dope. I uh, alluded to this a little bit earlier in the podcast, but I will be at Fan Expo Canada in Toronto uh, this upcoming Saturday, August 26th. I won't be hosting a panel or anything. You'll just have to find me wandering the halls and say hi. I got a question. Is that an anime expo? No, it's a like general like nerd geekery yeah, say, expo. So no, no vagina bones, huh? You, you never know. Someone <laughs> might be cosplaying as that character. There you go. <laughs> Someone might be cosplaying as vagina bones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign off. Suck it, Adam. Winning feels so good. <laughs>